Welcome to this Burlington Audio Podcast. We hope you will be encouraged and inspired in your faith as you listen to this message. We'd love to hear what you think. Please be in touch with us through the website. More information and many more podcasts are all at burlingtonbaptist.org.uk. Thanks for listening. Good morning. Um, First of all, I just wanted to start by giving a bit of context to the film we saw at the end of the testimonies there with the the three young people that you might have been thinking, who are they? Um, And they were Angela, Lucas, and Dave, and they came from Nansen Road Church. Uh, So they had to make a film because they are the main bulk of the worship group there, so they couldn't be spared to come this morning. Um, But they were my first challenge for Soul Survivor this year. I am a planner. I like control. You saw how neatly they all lined up to give their testimonies. That That's me. Um, and I'm working on that. I'm trying to get over the control, but it's not easy. So all summer, I've been praying, Lord, can we have more people at Soul Survivor? Because our group was quite small this year. And that wasn't a negative thing. We had 11 of our young people serving on the team this year. So that was amazing. Um, but that meant that our group that were going was quite a small group. So all summer I was praying, Lord, send more people. But I knew who I wanted. I knew who I was praying for, the people that I know and love from here at Burlington. Um, so imagine my surprise when two days before we went, these three from Nansen Road rung up and said, we want to go, but we don't have a leader. Uh, can we come with you? Can we eat with you? Can we camp with you? And I said, oh, <laughs> I don't know you. Um, But I met with them, I talked with them, and um, it was brilliant. It was really excellent that they joined us. Um, God worked that out. It was brilliant. They knew a lot of our guys anyway from school, so it worked out really well. And it allowed um, healing for two of the young people in a way that I could never have seen or contrived or predicted. And that was was really, really excellent. Um, And most importantly, it revealed God's character. His ways are better than our ways. He knows and that we should trust him. So it's another lesson for me in my controlling ways. Um, As always, following Soul Survivor, I spend the time reflecting on what we've learnt and how we're going to bring that home into everyday life. Soul Survivor is really intense and intense. Um, (laughs) Thanks. Um, It's... It's, thanks Kerry. It's a bit slow time. It's a really steep learning curve. It's, um, it's, the time goes really, really quickly. And before you know it, you're, you're back in the bus, you're on your way home, um, and it's all a bit of a blur. So the challenge is always to think about what it is that we've learnt and to bring that home and to use it when we get home. Um, One night while we were there, while we were eating our tea, we were chatting about food, and someone posed the question, what would you eat if you could eat anything, go to any restaurant and eat anything you like, what would it be? And don't worry, we weren't always that deep, but this is how deep we went. Um, So just turn to your neighbour now and just tell them, what would you eat if you could eat anything at all, what would it be? Okay, I'll stop you there before you make yourselves hungry, because it's not lunchtime yet. 
but but for me, for, for me, it's duck pancakes. You know, the, with the hoisin sauce and the duck pancakes. Every time, duck pancakes. But for one of our young people, um, he answered steak, and uh, not just any old steak. He knew how the cow would have been raised, what it would have been fed, the music played to it as it was slaughtered, how how it would have been transported, how it would have been cooked, the vegetables it would have been served with. He went on so long, I got bored. So to move the conversation along a bit, I said, what did it taste like? You know, How nice was it? And he said, I haven't eaten it. It would cost a fortune. I've never tasted it. And it occurred to me that that seemed a really good analogy for what we're trying to achieve as Soul Survivor and what we did achieve this year. Um, Our young people moved from having a head knowledge of God to a heart knowledge. Um, They tasted him. They didn't just know about him, know the stories and how to act around him, but they actually tasted him and experienced him and got to know him. And the seminars and celebrations and the worship this year were excellent for that. They gave the young people a chance to taste God in all his glory. They could watch others encounter God, uh, but also they could pray for others and they could have prayer for themselves. And they could see those prayers answered and they stood up with hundreds of other people for prayer and they could hear God speak specifically to them. And that was awesome. And our guys did that at every opportunity that they had. And it was great to see. Um, and we also prayed within our little group daily. And on the first first day, we took some time and we went around the group and we wrote down uh, where we wanted to go further with God this week, where we were hoping to go further with God. Um, and then we prayed and supported one another as we moved towards that goal. So we were much more intentional this year with that. Um, not to find out more about God, but to experience him to feel his presence or to hear his voice. And that was really effective, and everybody by the end had moved further towards their goal. Um, So that was the first great thing about Soul Survivor this year. The other thing that we thought about a lot uh, was sin, and how whilst we never plan to end up far away from Jesus, it often spirals that way. Um, So... As luck would have it, I had a great illustration from the week before. Um, About a week before we went to Soul Survivor, we um, went to Nathan and Becky's wedding, which was here, which was a a wonderful, wonderful day. And after the service, out out back in the coffee lounge, there was lunch and drink and one of many opportunities that we had to celebrate with them on that day. And I went to get myself a drink, and they had this lovely drink stable... They had rows and rows and rows of bottles of schlur, which is that sticky, sweet, fizzy, posh, fizzy drink. And I went to reach for one of the bottles, and somebody knocked my hand, and I knocked the bottle, which knocked the bottle, which... Ooh! Which did that? (laughs) Which knocked the bottle, and the whole lot dominoed until one open bottle at that end of the particularly sticky red one, the really dark red one, poured down some lady's dress into her shoes onto the carpet (laughs) at the end. (laughs) Thank you, thank you. Um, Like sin, we often don't mean to 
And we often don't feel that it's our fault. I'd like to put that disclaimer in. Someone knocked my hand. It wasn't my fault. Um, but it's one small thing that can spiral into sin, that can get out of control. One small lie, one quick smoke of weed, one quick watch of something on the internet, one gamble to get us through to payday. And we don't mean to end up a long way from God, but it, but it dominoes. And often we can't react quickly enough to stop all the bottles falling over. Um, I've got a clip here, which is even worse. That's funny because it wasn't me. I don't have to pick that up. (laughs) But before long, this is the nature of sin, before long we find ourselves in a pickle and we're asking for forgiveness. And the lady whose dress, I spilled it down, she was remarkably kind. Thankfully, it wasn't Becky in her wedding dress. Um, She was really kind and gracious and... um, But we have to ask for forgiveness because we do hurt people when we sin. And if we're lucky, and in a church like this, we are really lucky, there are people around us who will help us out, who will help us to correct our sin and try to move forward. So there were people coming at me with tea towels and paper towels to blot, and we tipped the slur out of the lady's shoes. And, and, and we did clear up the worst of the mess. Um, and people will come, and they will help you do that. And once you've opened up about the sin or the mess that you've got yourself in, there are people around who are accountable to help you to prevent yourself from getting yourself in such a muddle again. And we try to do that with the youth program. That's why we mentor the youth um, so that we are there with them to help them move forward um, and to help them prevent themselves from getting into a muddle. And the young people saw that time and time again at Soul Survivor. They saw that they were very lucky to have God on their side. We saw in the main meeting, God was calling people by name, changing lives and bringing healing every day. Um, And that was amazing. It was amazing to witness. It was amazing for them to experience. And I needed God on my side in the slur incident. Um, Because it's one thing to be ridiculously clumsy. It's quite another to have spilt an entire bottle of sticky red liquid on a carpet in the church when you're married to the frankly quite pernickety operations manager. (laughs) So he came home later that day and he was tired and hungry and a bit cranky. And someone spilt stuff all over the carpet And I had to get the carpet cleaner out. And Jonah was standing in the kitchen, and he'd seen the entire incident, and he knew who'd spilt stuff all over the carpet. And always own up, we tell him. And it's much better to own up and get the consequences than live with the lie, is what we teach him. So I didn't have a lot of choice. (laughs) So I made Mark a coffee, uh, which is always a tip if you mess something up in the church. Made him a coffee first and owned up. And in all honesty, you won't hear me often compare Mark to God, because I'm not that sort of wife. Um, <laughs> but, but, like our Heavenly Father, he'd already gone ahead of me, and he'd already cleared up my mess. And he wasn't mad, and he wasn't sad, 
and he wasn't even surprised because he knows me. (laughs) And in a service not unlike the one we'd been at that day, he'd agreed a long time ago to love me as I am. (laughs) And many of the young people were able to move towards freedom this year from sin, from addiction, from guilt at Soul Survivor. And more importantly, they learnt about their father's character. They had a taste of him, and they had a taste of his love. They knew him, not just with their heads, but with their hearts. And they understood that he wasn't mad or sad or even surprised, because he knows them, and he still chooses to love them. And that was the biggest thing from Soul Survivor this year. And this father's love is for every one of us, It's something that we can all experience. didn't just happen at Soul Survivor. It's the thing that we are going to keep on pushing into this year now we're home. Uh, We all just need to receive his forgiveness. And I think that's great news. So let's just take a moment now, um, quietly, to let that sink in. So in your heart, just acknowledge your deepest secret. And take a moment to remember how it started, what it was that, that... started that spiral effect, the dominoes to what it is now. If you offer it to the Father and ask him how he can move forward, in a minute, some of the young people are going to pray for us, and then we will move into the um, into another song. If you would like prayer, um, please do come forward to the front, and we would love to pray for you. Um, or there will be people praying at the back. Um, So to conclude, it's my prayer that the young people will bring this knowledge of God back to Burlington this term and back to Ipswich, to their schools, their colleges, their universities and their homes. God is like the perfect stake and we absolutely should learn all about him, his history, his death, his life. But none of that is important unless we personally taste him and know him in our hearts. Let's pray.